Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse, a.k.a. Mark Grayson can't catch a fucking break. Um, I'm your host, Eric Azana, and I have had just about enough of the shenanigans that Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley are pulling in their book. Yeah, everybody hates Mark. Fuck. Um, this everybody week. hates Mark. <laughs> Premiering this Thursday, right after the Nolan and Allen show. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, welcome back to the Geeks Flame Book Club, folks. Um, I am your host, Eric Azana. Uh, this week, we are covering volume 19 of Invincible. I, I am, I'm tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm mentally and emotionally exhausted. And I'm, of course, joined by the only two men who I would trust to be stranded in a parallel universe with multiple iterations of themselves to then hunt down and systematically eat Lord of the Flies style until I came to find them. And then one of them chased me down. The other one killed one of them. And then we escaped back to my dimension. Malcolm Russell Nelson hi and jacob brown uh here we go how are you doing <laughs> guys what are we here doing we here we go what are we doing <laughs> oh this. god um i think the important lesson he seriously oh just my god did he get important frozen? lesson a thing Totally froze. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> because uh, you need it. What just wait, happened? No, wait, no, no. Wait, no, wait. The feed Malcolm. just cut out right when you said the important lesson, and then you froze. Oh really? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> nope. Leave it like that. That's that's perfect. That's funnier. That's funnier than what I said. That works. Good. Well, but what was the important lesson? No, we I don't need know to know. know. We don't nope, need to nope, know. No, nope. right. honestly, it was meant not to know. Listener, oh, yeah. you had like to be there. You physically had <laughs> to be in Malcolm's room to know what the lesson was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But um, goddamn, guys. We'll learn that we are, lesson at the end of this. Right? We're checking out issues or chapters 103 through 108 of Invincible, a.k.a. Uh, Mark Grayson's No Good, Very Bad Day. And uh um, or the war at home, as the, the title of the trade back is called absolutely. the war at home, aka just the worst time to be invincible. Huh? Um, this was one of the most um I was telling Malcolm off mic before we got on here. I don't have very many uh very often experiences with comic books that like fuck me up and this book consistently has done that at specific intervals but no more so and no more so consistently from issue to issue than this volume i'm a mess folks (laughs) um eric seriously Hold on to your pants. Stop. I hate you. I hate I'm, this. No, I, I hope, I'm not teasing you this time. I'm genuinely warning. Yeah. Sit oh, is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Oh, no. You should uh, you should stock up on some brown pants because you're going to be changing out of them 
oh yeah more and more as this oh, yeah, as word. each volume comes out brown yeah. pants and red shirts because your heart is going to bleed buddy oh jesus yeah. well let's go ahead and dive into this enough of the preamble we're diving into chapter 103 which sees the return of everyone's favorite mad scientist oh i'm the man angstrom yeah my man angstrom levy just going on a jog just living his it. life by the way i have a song if this is i a song that do popped it. up do it oh. for this it was uh it was it's a it's an old song it's a, it popped up when i started reading this and i didn't expect it and it was uh it's magic moments by perry como it nice. starts out very yeah. very very <laughs> generic like leave yeah. it to beaver sound yeah. just a It's literally somebody whistling yeah, and you perfect. can and you can honestly hear this <laughs> as this like camera pans down and this mysterious figure just jogging and everything. And you're like, oh, it's Angstrom Levy. That's so weird. That's so weird. But yeah, yep. Perry so, by, uh, absolutely. Uh, it does. Magic moments. <laughs> so Angstrom Levy is living his life. He's living in at up to his knowledge, a Mark Grayson free world until he goes to see the morning's paper and finds that Invincible is back it is spit take classic (laughs) spit take classic (laughs) sitcom spit take yeah meanwhile uh directing all the different guardians teams is rex aka robot aka rudy rex robot your favorite character my favorite character (laughs) I told you from the beginning, don't trust that son of you a did. bitch. You did. You did. I fucking did. You did. I fucking did. He was, you know, he's he was actually one of one of my top favorite characters in this in this series too. Like he man, might, I he love might be any robot character, character basically. <laughs> <laughs> any generic robot character who makes an appearance in the cast, I'm like, you, you're my favorite. Yes, <laughs> you. Yay! There's a robot in here. Sweet. So. Robot's a little, uh, a little angry. He's a little pissed because Invincible is getting a lot of credit for helping out um, to rebuild the world following Dinosaurus's magnum opus, and he's a little irritated by it. He is alienating everybody. He's just—you can see that there's something boiling there. We've been kind of, we've had it on a slow burn for a while, but this is the volume where it really, really comes to a boil. Um, we see that uh, Mark and Eve are settling into uh, pregnant life. Eve panics a little bit because when she made her ring, she was using her powers and uh-huh. she was told not to do that. But <laughs> everything looks like it's okay. Uh, however, they do say if you use your powers again, like your baby's going to be in ser- serious danger. Like you can't do this ever again. I love so, the scientific reasoning behind it too of like, yeah. oh, like your body consumes so much in order to be able to create in the way that you do that, you know, by doing that, like you're not giving the proper nutrients to your baby. So like yeah. if you use your powers again, you won't give any nutrients to the baby. Like you're going to feed off of the baby yeah, because that's the only nutrients that you'll have. Which and is that'll terrifying. eradicate that kid. That's terrifying. Yeah, that is scary. And so, meanwhile, on uh, the last remaining Viltrumite warship station on the moon, we have Frag who is in custody and having a little visit from uh, God Emperor Nolan. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just rocking, rocking the cape. 
just rocking that fucking fur cape, dude. It he looks, looks good so on him. It's, it's a so, good look. It's so good. It's so good. And so that looks like something that J.K. Simmons wears, like on his off days. So like it fits. I just, I just picture just him in boxer shorts and this giant like cape. Oh, just for sure. Wandering yeah. around the house for sure on a Saturday afternoon, you know, basically. running <laughs> running like dialogue for the next farmer's cart uh, commercial. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Bum, 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 bum. So. We get a quick little visit to William's place. Our our favorite yeah. William and Rick are yeah. getting visited by Eve because they're all girlfriends and uh, <laughs> and Rick uh, kind of reveals to Eve his cyborgness, which is fun. It's weird um, seeing his his chest plate open because he has nipples. He has nipples. Yeah. So it's weird to see nipples like yeah move like that like yeah. like an iron man suit opening it's He's very just strange. like us i just love i just love the facial the the, the hair you know to the chest hair too yeah like, like he's got chest like, hair. artificial like, chest hair artificial chest hair and i was like okay. it's for the aesthetic uh-huh sure who put okay. those plugs in like who yeah. did this yeah who who is the scientist that had to like or like, who had to do that yeah who had to do that is <laughs> are they also like a plastic surgery uh, surgeon or something like that, that they had to, you know, be also a, a bioengineering, uh, 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 robotic uh, scientist on top of being that, you know. Like, I mean, he's government issue, so it does make sense. Yeah, it's true. The qualification. They got a lot of pull. <laughs> so uh, we cut to Invincible having a little fight with Mahler. And Jacob, do you mind reading the uh, the caption box at the at the bottom of this page where uh, oh, yeah. Invincible's yeah. fighting Mahler? Oh yes. Well, he's like, well, he's fighting. He says. <laughs> Looks like someone didn't read Guarding the Globe Volume 2. Hard to kill. Dot, dot, dot. Available now! Exclamation point. Oh, I forgot the asterisk. Asterisk! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jake. I just wanted you to read that. No reason. No reason yeah. behind it. Yeah, no, um, I get it. Yeah. Nope. What a savage either, player. So, uh, it's very nice. <laughs> oh Thank my you. god. You're I the thought you wanted me to podcast. read what Mark says, but oh well. No, because I'm vindicated. Anyway, so <laughs> so um so Invincible's having a fight with Mahler in this little shipping yard. And uh just then, speak of the devils, they show up. The guardians are there to take down the Mahler. And uh we the get a Mahler. quick little cut to now he's just the Mauler. There yeah, are no Mauler twins. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Okay. Even so, he gets character progression. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Isn't Everybody. That unbelievable. Everybody gets so character good. progression. It's Everybody. so cool. And speaking of character progression, Eve is in rush hour traffic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. One of my, fa- just a, a quick side note, one of my favorite scenes in this book, because living out here in LA and having made this drive earlier today as we're recording this, <laughs> I yeah. sympathize hardcore with this. Uh, just, it really made my heart sing. But it's a, it's ret- a great pitch. It is. Yeah. Eve returns home and is immediately accosted by Angstrom Levy. Angstrom Levy has returned back to the scene of the crime where he tortured Invincible's mother, Debbie. And now he is going to do most likely the same to Eve. Just then, Invincible arrives, and Levy just immediately launches him into another dimension. Just, Love it. It's like Love reflex. It. Yeah. 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 
It's so good. And so Invincible crashes into a very familiar dimension and finds himself face-to-face with the first big what-the-fuck cliffhanger of this volume. We find the other Invincibles, or rather what's left of them, because... Dear reader, if you remember, the last time we saw this dimension was during the Invincible War, when Angstrom Levy stranded six, five? I think it was 12. No, it definitely wasn't that many. I thought it was a grip of them. It was about seven. seven I think eight, it was like kind six. Of, okay. It was like seven, the final, eight. Kind of the final survivors of the Invincible War. Yeah, yeah, the final survivors. He stranded them there, and uh, that was kind of it. And now we get to see what happened. They all killed and ate each other, basically. And we are mm-hmm. greeted by... My favorite. <laughs> Malcolm's favorite. <laughs> the one, one that he called originally. The one that yeah. he said, yeah, it's got to be the cape one. Yeah. Well done. Malcolm officially wins the Invincible War. Congratulations, <laughs> Malcolm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's only been 10 episodes, but finally we figured it out. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, got we got there eventually. We got um, <laughs> So chapter uh, 104 begins with a little conversation where this uh, bearded Invincible tells Mark about everything that happened and He's gone a little cuckoo bananas. This man has been driven insane, essentially, but his insanity has allowed him to kill the other Invincibles that were in this dimension. Um, And now he wants to eat our Invincible, wants to eat our Mark. And so he goes after him. He's trying to, there's this great moment where he like jumps onto his chest and he's like, um, he's like, think I'm weak from being stranded here? You're weak from not being stranded. What doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. Mark's like, I can help you. And this invincible goes, then hold still and help me sink my teeth into your soft pink flesh. <laughs> and it's just He like, is like yeah. insane. Yeah. Off the deep end. And so Cuckoo Mark for Cocoa Puffs, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So Mark flies off with this invincible hot in pursuit. Um Eve is unable to do anything against Angstrom because, again, using her powers will essentially kill their child. And so this Invincible catches up to Mark, throws him down, and prepares to snack on his meal until the return of Skinhead Mark. Skinhead Mark is alive. Skinhead blue suit Mark. And I want to make a quick callback to the Invincible War episode where we all agreed, like, there's something wrong with him. Like, cause he was uh-huh. always like, his eyes were always bugged out uh-huh. and he, he was, was like out. Yeah. silent most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the voice of reason here. He uh. is, he is the normal one out of all the invincibles that were left. The normal yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I think it's, v- and it really speaks to, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. It's very, yeah. And that's, so. you know, all different levels of normal nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And you know what? We've had a lot of fun today but what i really want to talk about is prejudice and judgments and calling people something that they might not be based on first impressions now this important conversation is brought to you by pbs and i really just want to take the time here for as long as i can uh keep this bit going that when you see someone and you make a predisposed judgment on them you're not allowing them to reach their full potential when it comes to their interactions with you. And in essence, you're hampering yourself as well as your experience to the world around you by not allowing 
other people to make a lasting impression on your life. You know, everyone has value. Everyone is smarter than you at something. Everyone has value to give to the world at large and the universe, the invincible universe at large. And so what I really want to say here is don't judge a book by its cover. Be kind and uh, just be a pal. Just be a good person. Yes, uh, Malcolm with your hand raised. Is this a bad time to say that I hate black people? <laughs> you too? I wasn't going to raise my hand for it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. You know, that's, that took a lot of stress off of my chest. Oh, boy. I'm glad somebody said it. I'm glad. This somebody. is the shit I'm going to get canceled for. Like... <laughs> This is shit I'm going to get canceled for like 10 years from now. <laughs> Listen, oh my God. For full disclosure and for full disclaimer, I am a African-American male. <laughs> I can make the joke. <laughs> Wait, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, we're on video, dude. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, turn, oh, your, turn your camera on. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, okay. Is that what? Is that what... <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I had it. I had. God. I had hide self for a while. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I spent half of your bit deciding. Do I want to commit to this? Do I want to commit to this joke? <laughs> because this is something that Eric will get canceled for in ten years. And I, I decided to have my. You know what? I actually, I'm going to go ahead and commit to it. That was what I raised. Start the clock. Start the clock, ladies and gentlemen. Ten years from now, um, 2031. So you're going to get kicked off directing Guardians Five. That's what's going to happen. Now. That's what's oh going to happen. So um, Skinhead Invincible and Mark try to fly away and escape from uh, from Cannibal Invincible. Can Cannibal Invincible. Invincible. Yeah, there you go. Invincible. And Invincible catches up to them while uh, Eve actually has a very important conversation with Angstrom Levy. She fills him in and says, like, you know, this is what happened. And Angstrom Levy's, you know, this is the payoff for that initial moment uh -huh. that we talked about in the yeah. book club uh -huh. where yes. he had altered or you know an altered perspective or a mistaken perspective on what happened to turn him into this grotesque form and he is arguing with her eve says you know you you know you were having memories from countless other dimensions pumped into your brain do you really think something didn't get mixed up along the way how can you trust that your memory is true and there's also oh god Th this whole page is just fantastic. this whole this whole conversation do you want to read this really well he's, do you want to read this whole page this is like the best part i, I, I do want to take snippets out of it just because like angstrom is still on this like supervillain monologuing train yeah and he's like you know even even you know even if that's true you know he caused this and he should die for that and eve mutters under her breath you killed my boyfriend we have been waiting mm. for some kind of payoff to this for what 60 issues something it's like been, that uh, it's, it's, been, it's been about 40 something yeah 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 so this is incredible and i'm, ju I'm just gonna read this panel because i i really really love it um because he's like not yet i haven't she says no not mark my ex-boyfriend rex he was never the nicest guy but he was a part of my life he was familiar to me we grew up together he taught me so much and i'll never get to talk to him again because of you 
You took him from me. You brought those evil invincibles into this dimension. He gave his life to stop one of them. I'll never forgive you for that. And what I love about this scene between Eve and Levy is really what I love about Invincible. What I love about Robert Kirkman's writing. And Malcolm touched on it earlier. Um, every character matters. Every character has an arc. Every character feels like a real person. And every character remembers stuff. Like I can count, you know, off the top of my head over a dozen comics where even if it's by the same creative team or it's within the same, you know, run of comics, they will ignore continuity and they will ignore stuff that had happened prior. And it's like, you know, why are you acting this way? Perfect example, Fast and Furious 8, where Deckard mm -hmm. Shaw gets invited to the cookout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He mm -hmm. killed Han. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. tried to kill Han anyway. Spoilers mm -hmm. for F9. But mm -hmm. stuff like this is what makes me love long runs like this. Stuff like this is what makes me love continuity. Because yeah. she says, you know, did I focus on hunting you down? Did I chase you into the dimension you ran and hid in? Did I make it my life's mission to make you pay? No, that would be stupid. I have better things to do. Like... It, it makes her feel like a real person, which is the strength of all of the characters in this book, just in general, cross invincible story, is these feel like people, not just fictional characters. And I love it. I genuinely love it. So she, uh, she kind of gives her soapbox moment where you know she says um do you ever stop to consider what you could be accomplishing if you stopped blaming mark for something that wasn't his fault and instead decided to carry on with whatever mission you were trying to do in the first place and levy has no answer mm -hmm. Meanwhile, this is a huge turning point for that character yes, yes absolutely a, a huge turning point you also think about like how to uh, the issue before where he was just jogging around and just enjoying life uh yeah. right. vendetta and everything like that yeah. he was free and it, and, and it's like what was he doing well when he had that freedom like he was just yeah. living life it was living normal life. Going on what is jog. he yeah and like what is the potential there that he could have been doing instead of just you know just uh just being just messing around you know yeah now, what's interesting is yeah. we, we've also seen this exact kind of thing with another character in this book, Powerplex. Yes. Yeah. Powerplex, so driven on his mission to kill Invincible because Invin he sees Invincible responsible for you know all this pain and then holds Invincible responsible for what happened to his family. But like, you know, outside of that, like he's done so much good. He's a hero, like he's, you know, reformed, like he's done a lot of good. And it's interesting that in the giant story of Angstrom Levy that we've had from issue like 17 through now, We've had the same exact story with Powerplex, just in a much smaller context, mm -hmm. which is really interesting um, yeah. and informs what's going to happen for the rest of this, too. And I love that with that longstanding story, that longstanding saga of Angstrom Levy, it ends in a conversation. It ends in a conversation. How cool conversation. is that? I love shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're getting a lot of smack, you know, smackdown, you know, drag out brawls with the invincible stuff in the other universe. But like, I love shit like this. I but love we, when fights this, end in a conversation. This Doctor Who moment where it's just yeah. very much the reasoning of like breaking down this psychological moment 
is is what it's always worth it for for the uh, for this for this book basically it's always worth it for like the villain to talk to talk their feelings out it's so fantastic yeah agree and honestly you know we've made the comparison before that angstrom levy is essentially you know invincible's doc ock in that he is a real and present threat anytime that he pops up he's long standing he blames um mark grayson for a lot of his life and this honestly kind of reminded me of spider-man 2 yes especially with that portrayal of Doc Ock by the I legendary will not die a monster. Yes, I will yeah. not die a monster. Like yeah. that's kind of the vibe that I got from it, which is really cool. Um, so meanwhile, uh, skinhead invincible brutally murders in invincible cannibal. And I just, I thought it was very cool. Really, really liked how like it kind of erupts out of this. Like we could have found a way out of here but you turned us against each other and you know, this is him letting off steam for however many, you know, years or have any, many much time has passed since they've been there. thought it was very, very cool. Very well done. Um, and just then when invincible kind of like is able to take a breather portal opens up, mm-hmm. Mark flies through it, ready to put the smack down on Levy and Eve stops him. She's like, Look, Mark, it's okay. And then Skinhead Invincible, Skinvincible, uh, flies out of the portal and attacks Levies, beating him down brutally um, until everybody is able to, like, calm down for a moment. You know, he uses his little orbs to keep everybody T-spheres. in place. Yes, yeah. the T-spheres. He keeps his T-spheres <laughs> in place. And um, he basically lets everyone know, like, look, Eve made a point. And I am, and he says this, this great line where he's like, you're dangerous, ruthless, evil in so many dimensions. I believe that says a lot about your nature. It should concern you. And he says, there are very few dimensions where you were a good person with altruistic motives, but I see now that this is one of them. And I'm sorry. This is full and complete character, a, a full and complete character arc. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, kind of beautiful. It's yeah. Very beautiful. He apologizes to Eve and he's like, you know, I've I've earned whatever punishment awaits me. I only hope that I can one day accomplish the good I'd once hoped to do. And it, you know, it reminds the reader like, yes, he had altruistic mo, you know, motives for doing this at the beginning. And it was I mean, really, it was the Mahler twins that caused this to happen. Mm-hmm. So Angstrom opens up a portal to take Skinvincible back home, and instead he grabs Levy and pulls him into the dimension with him. They don't have time to deal with that right now for the second. Um, Invincible and Eve embrace, and then they go to uh, meet with Rex, aka Rex Rudy, aka Rex Rudy Robot, and he says, he's still out there, I have to find him. Which takes us to chapter 105. Chapter 105, um, Rex is once again uh, 
directing, directing traffic. yeah directing traffic through all of the different heroes um i really i i just want to read this real quick because i love this sequence he's like actioneers that ship will be over chicago in seven minutes shut it down powerplex you should be able to overload its power systems go best tiger constructs armor has weak spots at her elbows knees and shoulders put bullets there samson throw the bomb to me i can get far enough away that the explosion won't damage the power station i'll be ready to leave in 20 minutes amanda sorry didn't mean to yell yeti duck and at the same time that he's directing all these different teams, he's also talking to Mark on the phone. I just, he's a son of a bitch, but he is impressive, if nothing else. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah. him and Amanda are going on a little date, which I thought was cute at the time. Um, back on the last remaining Viltrumite worship station on the moon, Nolan tells thrag that he thrag, that he is going thrag. to be instead of killing him as would be the ways of the old regime of viltramites he's going to exile him and this right here is going to be a fucking problem i haven't even i haven't read ahead and i already know that this is going to be a fucking problem actually I, this is the last we ever see him this is the last time we see them i fucking hate you both i hate you both <laughs> This is so honestly it. Say goodbye to Thrag. He has his Nolan has his Dark Knight Rises moment and says, "Okay, it's death by exile," and then lets him walk out onto the ice uh, with a flare, and that's it. And that's it. Until this December, when Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker bring (laughs) us the Invincible Thrag, an eight-issue miniseries coming out of Skybound Entertainment and published by Image Comics. I could be into that. Yeah, me too. I could see that. I could be into that. Sure. I would totally be down. So uh, back on Earth, um, Invincible and Eve are building the crib in his old room, his old room, which has now been converted into the nursery. That's so and cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, very just, um, this is the thing that I love about this book is it allows us to watch them age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We they're get even, that older Peter Parker. They're not even in the 30s, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're still early 20s. Yeah, yeah. yeah early like, 20s, yeah. The thing, about, um, the thing about this and the thing about, like, just comics in general, uh, perfect example because uh, Ryan Otley worked on them for, for so long recently, uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole deal with them age. is, like, they don't age. They, yeah. They're not allowed to grow as people. And when they do, when they get married, there are people in power who decides they shouldn't do that anymore so (laughs) um i'm just glad that we get moments like this and we get to see them grow and i mean hopefully by the end of the series like they're gonna be together they're gonna be like having a child and watching that child grow up so i just i really dig stuff like that so it's cool yeah so Nolan has a quick conversation with uh, his best friend, Alan, which is great. Again, I love the sequential storytelling here where it's like 30 minutes ago. Uh, Nolan and Alan are beginning their conversation now. And Alan's just like, are you crazy? Like, just very, very cool. I love that stuff. Um, Rex is on his date with Amanda and he is distracted. The two of them are not having a good time. Um, Rex is such a Karen. Such a Karen. (laughs) Such a Karen. (laughs) This this is what I ordered. Uh, uh, His job is to take our orders and bring us what we want. He 
failed. And I pointed that out. God, ugh. Amanda should dump him. He's Ladies and gentlemen, I work in a restaurant. And I would be very peeved at Rex for doing this. But at the same time, as a server, hearing the server go, are you sure? Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, man. If he's going to yeah, go as far as to say that, don't just say, all right, what did you order? What can I get you? Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But for still, sure. Dick. There's thing, a better way to handle it, but Dick thing for Rex to how, say. Yeah, it starts with how Rex did it. And Rex is rocking it's a, a nice Karen way. haircut. So we're going to defer yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Nolan and Debbie get a nice little moment, which we are not given a lot of anymore, which makes me sad. Um, I like the fact that Nolan and Debbie are just kind of living their life. They're living their married, you know, empty nester. Living space life. Yeah. <laughs> space life, yeah. And I love this moment where she's like, uh, hey, I'm a little cold. Where's that cape thingy with the fur at the top? That's the best blanket in this place. And he goes, that's a ceremonial garb that's been worn by the rulers of the empire for thousands of years. They're using that as a blanket? There's this pause. He's like, it is very cozy. I'll go get it. <laughs> I love I'm so happy that they're back together. Me too. I'm yeah. so Me happy. too. This I love dynamic, them so much. Man. And so uh Mark is woken up by Cecil very early in the morning to deal with not Titan. This is decidedly yeah. not this is the <laughs> Titan yeah. racing stripe variant. Yeah. I think this is pavement, is, is what his name, say, is. His name, his name is not pavement. Yeah, I I, is it I, really? I it is. It's something like that. It's yeah. something Jesus like that. Asphalt. I always think it's either that or like asphalt or like or like yeah. road road rage or something like that. It's it's something yeah. it's related to how he looks. Yeah, Dumb. definitely. So, I mean, he's no cast iron. I'll tell you that much. Oh, so, too so, soon. Too soon. Uh, J- Jacob Castarn is a character who showed up. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I, 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 I didn't know that. Oh, geez, that's good. I'm glad you pointed that out. I thought we were talking about DC characters for a split second. No, no, he's he's a he's a character that showed up in Guarding the Globe, uh, and uh, his family members showed up in Invincible Universe. They're the good books. Not <clears throat> not Invincible Primer. Zane. Got it. Got it. No. no. So uh, Invincible puts whatever the parking structure down and he is joined by nolan in malcolm's favorite costume put some shoes on man God <laughs> damn. i'm tired of this sigma looking motherfucker rolling around with his feet out it sucks put so some shoes on he shows up <laughs> and he's just like he says want to moon it up oh I yeah love I love that it. Where did you get that? Moon it up. <laughs> and he's just, and this made my this warmed my heart because he because Mark is like, where did that come from? Is that Olivier's influence? <laughs> he never used to talk like that. And I'm like, oh, Olivier, he's just living his life, living his Good life kid. off in space. Good kid. Good kid. Yeah. Big Damien energy though. Um. So wait a second. I just had a realization. You know what? how we haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's because his cousin Oliver did. Oh my God, they Holy did. Shit. They cousin Oliver him. They cousin Oliver him. For he for the listeners the who don't know this meaning. Oh, down. you mean? Oh, sorry, I was talking over you. Can Can you say that one more time for the listeners who don't know what he, cousin Olivering he, is? He went up the stairs and he never came back down. It's a uh, 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 fuck Happy Days, right? 
I believe uh, so. It's uh, wait a minute, isn't it? Um, Brady Bunch. Brady, uh, you know, I think I'm. Yeah, it, it's one of those. Shows it's one of those where yeah. where cousin Oliver is introduced early on, goes up the stairs, and that's the last canonical time that you see that character. He doesn't appear ever again. Well, he's in. He's with ho- Alan. Remember, yeah, they're in there. But we haven't seen Alan. So. We haven't seen him in so I hope, long. It's I like hope he does come Oliver. back. I miss. That's I miss so Olivier. funny. That's, I miss that's us so doing funny. our uh, our French <laughs> nonsense. It's Hopefully, true. we'll get some more French nonsense down the line. French violence. French violence. Violence. <laughs> I love that French violence. <laughs> my my favorite bit that's come from this show is French violence. French violence. I say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sacre bleu. So, <laughs> so they go up to the Man. moon. They moon it up. Um, moon it up. They're mooning moon it up. And so Nolan is basically filling Mark in on everything that's going on with the Empire, how he's, you know, turning the whole Empire around. Mark lets him know, hey, you know, Eve's pregnant. We're going to have a baby. And there's this that great was. moment. <laughs> This one, that I, look, that look so on good. Nolan's face when he says, like, "That's great news, so son. Good. Congratulations!" Yeah. What? <laughs> like, and wow. you know what? This one I think does warrant a uh, does warrant a reading. So, Malcolm, can you be Nolan and Jacob? Can you play our Mark Grayson? Sure. Yeah. Are we going from the top? Going from the top of the double page spread. With you're really sure that this thrag. Okay. And action. You're really sure that if Thrag causes any trouble, you can deal with it? I have the whole Viltrum Empire under my command, so yeah. This is just weird. Hey, how'd you find me so easily? Oh, I have technology Cecil doesn't know I have. I can hear everything he says to you. And just to be safe, we should only discuss Viltrumite matters this way, so he can never listen in. Understood. I'm not supposed to tell you this, but Eve and I are having a baby. That's great news, son. Congratulations. Can you help me? I, I mean, not be so scared. I'm worried I'm going to screw it up. Or that I'll get thrown into the future and miss its childhood or something. Were you scared when mom was pregnant? No. I hadn't been affected by humanity enough yet. My only concern was that you would prove a compatibility with human and Viltrumite DNA. It was your arrival, my connection to you and your mother that caused me to care, taught me how to love. And since then? I've been scared every day of my life. And you will be too. Great. I love that conversation. I. I, I I love it. Though, again, how are they communicating? Explain yeah. to me how they're communicating, I, Robert I, Kirkman. That popped in my head too. It's just like how how like, are we, they? We should only communicate this way. Which way? Which I way, swear Robert? To God, during the Viltrumite War, they all got the implants or something that allows Some, them to communicate. Something. I don't know. And if not, know. then I'm just inferring that, and that's fucking fine. That's headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm gonna make a pledge. Crazy. I'm gonna make a pledge to you, dear listener. Between this week and next week, we are going to go back and check out if that actually happened. One of us is going to go back and 
signal back to us. Money, we have to go back. We have to go back. To the Voltramite War. To the Voltramite War. Oh, Doc, this is heavy. When did they start communicating to each other without any earpieces? Wait a second, Doc. Are you saying they can communicate without phones? (laughs) So we jump over to chapter 106 and with the best cover of all the best cover the The best best cover cover of the entire series this is my favorite yes i will and also has one of my favorite opening sequences as well because we are on we are on some kind of like ridiculous alien planet the designs are of course delicious to look at and you know this alien's just like you know Power was I obsessed with. Clear to me now that is. Oppress my people, never again I will. And a voice from off panel says, that last part, at least, I know to be true. And we get the Battle Beast! (laughs) Battle Beast is back, baby! Um, He's been apparently just fighting and killing his way across the universe, looking for a worthy challenger, and has liberated this planet, I guess? Sure, Um, why not? He kills the oppressors, and wouldn't you know it, there's the space racer. Hell yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Yes! The coolest non-boomerang character in the entire (laughs) Invincible universe. Space racer is so freaking cool. He's just got a cool-ass design, man. Yeah. You know what? Season two of the uh, Kaboomerang and Best Tiger show introduced Space Racer and Battle Beast. Oh, man. Yes. Duo against yes. duo. Why are yeah. you doing this? So yeah. Battle Beast. Fantasy. Yeah, right? So <laughs> Space Racer's like, all right, are we good to go? Can we leave now? And Battle Beast's like, yeah, let's go. And then they happen upon this, for some reason, incredibly buxom female alien <laughs> who is like, like, right? It's like, it's unnecessarily buxom. It's yeah. a like, lot of sexy it, fish people. It's, it's like they put a butt on her chest. They can't, That's what it looks like. I really do think that Robert Kirkman might have like a fish fetish. It's it's always the he fish. he keeps making fish the, people sexy. It's and I always the fish. The reverse, um, uh, it's the reverse. Uh, it's the reverse mermaid? mermaid yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the reverse mermaid. That's what it is. It's exactly what it is. So, um, (laughs) so she's like, you know, save my people you have changed forever. Our lives are to truly repay you. I will never be able take me with you. I beg, please. Battle Beast just looks at her and it's like, please. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Just, I just like, okay. Like, and then just walks off with her wrapped around, wrapped in his arm. And Space Racer just watches and is like, oh, they're going to fuck. <laughs> and also going through the thought process of like, what is that like? What is this trip going to be like? <laughs> what? How is it? He's a cat man and she's a shark lady. <laughs> Do they have? Anyway, so. Compatible parts. <laughs> so back on the uh, back on the moon house, uh, Mark and. Eve are coming for a little dinner, a little double date dinner with Nolan and Debbie. And I just, I love it. I just, I love it. I love this whole issue. Oh, um, yeah. Nolan starts things off 
completely the right way yeah. by saying, are you going to tell your mother the news or should I? And Eve's like, oh my God, you told da- your dad I'm pregnant? Just... And Debbie's face of, you're pregnant? <laughs> yeah, just the, just the, the absolute spill. joy. Just the spill of all of this. <laughs> and then she immediately goes, you weren't going to tell me? And then yeah. everybody is just getting angry at each other. We see the veins popping out of... <laughs> Debbie's neck. Yeah. Um, so they this is gonna be a fun dinner. Meanwhile, <laughs> another longtime return. Doc Seismic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Doc Seismic has returned underground to try and uh join back up with the Magma Knights, but all is not what he expected it to be because nope. someone is down there with him. Um Amanda goes to visit uh, Rex at the moon base and sees that he's got a weird little mad scientist secret room. Never a good thing. Always a bad thing. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's just, it's just a lab. I mean, everybody's got one. Everyone's got one. All scientists have one. Listeners, you can't see this, but Malcolm is grinning from ear to ear, and I never like when he just does that and doesn't say anything. <laughs> the rooms are cool. It's because he knows there's nothing in there. Um, so they're having this awkward dinner. Um, Let's talk about Debbie's top. Debbie's yeah. got like the classic mom top that's like almost <laughs> the cheetah print. print. That's yeah. cheetah print. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So good. Just I I really love this scene, this awkward dinner um, where Nolan is like trying to convince Eve that he's not like a killer anymore. And he's like, I just I'm really I'm not I'm not I'm not that person. I, I love that so much. I know, really. like <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, the beginning of this like dinner where Eve is just death staring Mark <laughs> and Mark's looking up going like, I'm so sorry. Uh, but <laughs> What? Debbie's I'm sorry. just this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> just that really like mom energy. She's like, yeah. well, this is fun. I love it. So the conversation turns towards strength. Conversation turns towards whether Nolan would be able to kick Mark's ass again if they fought now, now that Mark has gotten several power boosts throughout this series. And so they decide to put it to the test. And for once, they come through on the promise of the cover, and we the get cover the becomes arm wrestling real. match. Yeah. It's an arm wrestling match. So good. I love, I love that they had to get into their costumes in order to That's yes. the best part. It's that so unnecessary. I don't know why that went over my head. That's so true. So fucking ridiculous. It makes like, no sense that they had to has, get into their costumes. This is the most toxic masculinity moment I've ever seen where it's just like, you know, it would have been fine if they were just doing it in their actual co- uh, in their actual clothes but no they had to dress had to put on the their, uniforms yeah they had to put on their costumes and unlike the cover debbie and eve are not having any of it they're just like yeah whatever <laughs> we're gonna go drink wine and, and then we get a very interesting moment here okay i'm i'm not sure how to read this so i want to put it up to you guys so they're having you know a stalemate essentially in this arm wrestling match and then mark notices something that nolan doesn't Anissa! Anissa's back. She is observing. And I don't know what the 
th there's two ways that I could have taken this, right? So he says, um, you know, he sees her, he sees her watching, uh, and then it kind of looks like it looks like he throws the arm wrestling. He match. throws the arm wrestling match. Yeah. The way yeah. so initially, when I because they've they've hinted at different things before that like Anissa isn't interested in having a mate and all this stuff, and I'm not sure what she's there for, right? And so she's observing. Mark, I guess, throws the match, and then you know, no one breaks the table, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. and then as they're like walking away from it, Mark says, if you're, is your leadership of the Viltrumites dependent on you being the strongest? And Nolan says, no, that was the old way. Why? And Mark's like, just curious. What an interesting little moment, because who knows if Mark would have actually won that or not. Uh, if, if I could liken this to a fast and furious moment. Please, uh, it is always, very it's much, always welcome. It's uh, always it's welcome, geez. listeners. Very much like the the quarter mile race from Fast, Fast Five. Five. Yep. Mm -hmm. Where, Let, where let's uh, off the gas right at the end. <laughs> let's off the gas right at the end. Because you see, uh, Brian yeah. is very happy about it. He's like, I finally beat Dom. I beat all of you. And both Rome <laughs> and Han tell him, like, no, like, he let you win. Right, like you know that, right? Because <laughs> you see, dear baby, listener, at the you... beginning of Fast Five, it's revealed that Brian and his wife Mia, also known as uh, Dominic Toretto's sister Mia, are having a baby. And so when they decide, you know, hey, we're gonna stay here, and one last job. One last job. They set up the whole heist. They recruit uh, Rome, Tej. Uh, Han, we get Giselle, we get. This everybody. is the Avengers. This is the it's, Avengers. It's the Avengers before the Avengers. A year before the Avengers movie comes out. And so they're getting ready to pull off this heist, and the whole deal Jacob, is like, oh, us. all of the uh, money is getting you know consolidated in this one building. But hey, twist: the building is the police precinct in the middle of the city. So the what heavily, they decide to uh, do? Heaviest guarded building in the they whole city. They have to drive a car because, of course, they're all performance drivers. They have to drive a car fast enough to avoid the security cameras. And so there are different scenes throughout the film of them trying to drive a car fast enough and hit drifts, mind you. Call back to Tokyo yep. Drift without mentioning uh -huh. it, which I love absolutely. about the writing because it doesn't love beat that. you over the head that it's a reference mm -hmm. to Tokyo Drift, but this is absolutely a reference to Tokyo Drift. So mm -hmm. eventually they realize, hey, we can't, you know, we can't drive fast enough. There's no way the camera's always going to catch us. So they're like, you know, the only way we'd be able to do that is get an invincible car. And then Dominic Toretta goes, I know the exact place we'd find one. And so like the next scene we get is them breaking into I believe the police precinct and they steal four squad cars. I four believe. squad cars. Four squad reasonable. cars because mm -hmm. using the squad cars to take them into the building, they won't rouse any suspicion. So they all line up on their way back and it's Rome, Han, Brian, and Dom. And so they pull up to this light. Rome is, you know, doing his jovial self because, you know, Tyrese, he's, he's a jovial man wanting to always make a wager. And so mm -hmm. he's like, oh, we're going to race for the next quarter mile. Fastest man, you know, gets, I think he says initially like 25,000. <laughs> Yep. And then they up, up it, up it, up it until it's a million. So they a say million. A, a million quarter mile. And so they all zoom forward. Tyrese, I mean, uh, sorry, Rome, takes uh, takes a head start blaring the siren, which for me as, you know, not to nitpick, was like, oh, you know, aren't people going to notice this? So they're going through the streets. and That's um, the point. 
Of course, you're right. And so they're going through the streets. Brian and Dom are neck and neck at the, at the very end. And it looks like Dom's going to win because we've established that Dom is just a better racer than, He's than the Brian best going He's back the best all the way to the first episode or the first movie. And so they're going. But at the last second, he remembers, oh, wait, Brian and me are having a child. So I need to make sure that they are set up as well as they can, which I mean, granted, they're already getting $11 million out of this. But if they are successful having 12 million million dollars is never gonna hurt anybody so dom lets off the gas right at the end allowing brian to drive through (laughs) which also gives him a big a big you know dose of serotonin because he is able to get the monkey off his back from fast and furious which is different from the first fast and furious movie because in fast and furious brian and dom have another race and brian has never beaten dom and in Fast and Furious, the fourth movie, which comes before Fast Five, obviously, <laughs> they are having a race where Dom, at the last moment before he's about to lose, drives into Brian, derailing them and taking them out of the race. So, all of that saying is very astute comparison, Malcolm. Thank you. Uh, do you, uh, real quick, do you remember what the tagline was on the poster for Fast and Furious? I was reminded this the other day, and I think it's such a genius tagline. Because Fast and Furious, the fourth installment of the franchise, was supposed to be... Not to be confused with The Fast and the Furious. Not to be confused with The Fast and the Furious. It's just Fast and Furious. So it's the fourth installment of the franchise. And it was supposed to be sort of like a half reboot, you know, but it's still continuing the threads. But it's a fresh jumping on point. So in order to make that clear, the tagline is... When you're here, your family. (laughs) (laughs) New model, original parts. Which is fucking gold. So good because because, <laughs> because not, not, not to get too inside four. baseball, but after the success of the first movie, it oh being essentially God. a combination of both uh, Point Break as well as the original The Fast and the Furious, which is a very old black and white movie. Um, the second movie didn't feature Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto. It actually brought go in Tyrese coffee, as right? Rome. I'll be right back. And so... <laughs> Anyway, so getting back to Invincible. Anyway, hey, I just finished uh, reading uh, Guardian uh, Invincible Universe Volume 2 here. That was great. They gave me enough time to catch up on that right now. So um, we'll, we'll get back into that story in the next, uh, next book club where we make Jacob watch all the movies in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, I think I got the full gist of it. We probably should, to be honest. (laughs) We probably should just do a Fast and Furious podcast. So maybe we'll do that for the two-part finale. Yeah, Um, you two do that. You two do that. So checking back in with Doc Seismic, he's looking (laughs) gross. He's being eaten away slowly by lava because there is someone Mm -hmm. who is in charge of the magmanites they are aimless no longer and he is going to be transformed into something new so uh battle beast comes back he checks in with alan i i love this moment where uh at the beginning where he's like please wait here female she says hungry i am eat one of these can i and he thinks about it for a moment and then says no and then walks away (laughs) so we get the i think the tease of all teases where alan is basically like you know 
I think you're going to be very happy when you learn why I've called you here. He says, a Viltrumite can travel through space independently, but it can only hold its breath for so long. If you knew the starting point, you could track them by narrowing down the number of inhabitable planets they could reach on a single breath. They could be found somewhat easily. And Battleby says, why are you telling me this? And Alan says, former Grand Regent Thrag of the Viltrum Empire has been exiled. I want you to hunt him down and kill him. And we are getting... We are getting essentially Craven's last hunt, but with Battle Beast. And I love that shit. He's going after Thrag. Um that smile. I, I could I could see an entire show just being about this, man, to be honest. Like Battle Beast just going after Thrag. It's something I would like a full cool. episode about. Yeah. I would like a three parter about just this journey. Yeah, it could have been a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So we see that uh, Seismic has been transformed into the fucking Goblin King and his <laughs> wife, the Goblin Queen. Not that I'm one. I'm called Goblin Queen. She ain't no Madeline Pryor. Nobody. You're right. You're right. Pryor, no one's Madeline Pryor. Not even Nobody's Madeline, Madeline Pryor, Pryor sometimes. Not even Madeline Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep oh, cut man. for all was, of our X-Men friends. That was a great oh, inside man. baseball joke. That was so funny. <laughs> Oh God! So, um, Jesus. so, Jesus. so funny. we're so funny. So, meanwhile, yeah, uh, Amanda so funny. is going. <laughs> Amanda is going to visit uh, her son, and it's it just I love the fact that he still calls her father. Yeah, I really yes. d- there's something about it that I really enjoy. Yeah, and so. Um, the two of them are talking and you know he reveals to amanda that hey like your fucking robot boyfriend knew about me he mm-hmm. him and his he forces, hunted like, us down hunted us for years and amanda's in denial about it because oh it's you know he's not that way anymore he's changed and um he says at the end he's like where he went the things he did is that really something you come back from and Amanda like shuts that down. She's like, I'm done here. And she like leaves. But there is definitely that seed of doubt planted in her mind about Robot now. There already was. True. Was secret room. True. With him being distracted, with him being so angry recently. Something is going on with Robot. Something's hmm. going on with Robot. Hmm. Isn't that a song? Thursdays after the Nolan and Allen <laughs> show. <laughs> So, so Man, um, we're just building up a whole TGIF like lineup here. For yeah, we NBC. are. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're listening. On NBC. NBC. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And so um, Monster Girl doesn't really get a whole lot of time to process this because this ridiculous looking thing that I swear to God I've seen somewhere before is attacking the city. I don't know where I've seen this purple monstrosity before, but I feel like I've seen it somewhere before. I don't know. I mean, so, it looks very much like the Kraken from Clash of the Titans. It kind but, of does. Uh, it kind it of does. does. Not gonna lie. Yeah. So, so you're saying that Liam Neeson released this? Sure. I'm just saying that Liam, Liam Neeson is to blame for a lot of things. That's true. 
You're saying that he released this monster and is walking up the streets at night with a baseball bat. <laughs> you want to talk about fucking inside baseball right now, Malcolm? Come on, oh, man. man. God damn it. I think everybody should know about Liam Neeson's war crimes, actually. I'll be honest. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'll be honest. So, um, I love that they're like Iceman, revert, like, but molten yeah. Iceman flying around. Yeah, they're there. able to ride the, yeah. The, the magma, rocks. The magma rocks. Very here. cool. So um, basically, here is just a big old throwdown. Um, Invincible's fighting against this new seismic. Uh, he goes to Final kill form. the big, yeah. the big beastie, but something gets to the big beastie first. Uh-huh. And I know who I think it is, but I don't. I don't want to make an assumption. Um, Craig. <laughs> Our boy Craig, our boy Craig, Craig the Redeemer, Craig. Yeah. Craig, Craig the Redeemer. That's love that boy him. Craig. Eric, can I just say the answers that you're looking for are going to come soon? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're able to basically turn them back. Um, Magma Queen and her magma boyfriend. But, hop back into the ground they'll deal with this another day he man and <laughs> i love that they have the chamber effect where when their mouths are open like all the energy is yeah. coming out and it kind of looks like yeah. how chambers always like burning energy from his bottom half of his face quick note right. john one of the best x-men characters up there i said it uh chamber is super freaking interesting chamber rules. um wow is this just an x-men episode <laughs> This is a lot of things episode. This is a lot this of is stuff. Fast and Furious episode or something. You know, You're right. You're absolutely right. Of- yes. Um, no, that absolutely reminds me. So the whole reason behind Malcolm saying why the oh, tagline sweet was Sweet cool Jesus of was- mother of God. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, Invincible knows. Invincible knows what's going down. So he heads up into the sky and finds Anissa. Anissa's back here, and she was the one that blew through this beastie. And he, you know, mentions like, "Why are you? Why are you creeping on my dad? Watching, uh, watching us do the arm wrestling?" And she says, "I was never spying on your father. I was watching you." And then she pulls him in for a non-romantic kiss—the most unromantic kiss I might have seen in a very long time in comics. It's it's like the kiss from Wanted. It's so gross. <laughs> or the kiss from Rise of Skywalker. Not oh, earned whatsoever. My, oh, what, what kiss? Wait, what, what is Rise of Skywalker? You're right. You're right. I, I just hypothetically, after The Last Jedi, if they had make, no, made the another movie, movie. Yeah. yeah, if they had made another movie after The Last Jedi, I feel like they would have called it Rise of Skywalker. But why would you? No, no, you're right. Absolutely. I'm glad that they didn't. But like, yeah. if they did, hypothetically. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure if they made another Star Wars movie, it definitely wouldn't have Ray having a lightsaber that looks like a butthole at the end. Anyway, so Anissa shows up. So, so she straight to my phone. She pulls him into a kiss. He's like, "Hey, not cool." And she's and she Mm -hmm. says, "Sexually assaults him." Him. Him. And so, and so she basically says, "Funny, I didn't sense any resistance. Be seeing you," and flies off. And that's. This is the reason that I felt so weird about the arm wrestling scene because like you see him struggling with Nolan and he looks and he sees her and you see him sweating. And I don't know 
if they're going to make this into like a love triangle thing, but I don't, I don't know if I need a love triangle thing with Mark. We already kind of did that with Mark, even Rex. And so I don't, I don't know. I'm interested to see where it goes, but I don't know if I need another love triangle, you know? No comment. I fucking hate when, I fucking hate when you guys no. do this. So, no. um, no, 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 so, no, 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 no comment. No comment. Okay. So, um, they, we cut back to the, the Grayson household where Mark is just sitting in pieces of his invincible suit. <laughs> where his, his shirt looks like a really, really high crop top. Yeah, kind of yeah exactly. It's mad himbo energy and I love Mad it. himbo <laughs> energy. <laughs> and he's just in there kind of like sad too, like he's a sad himbo. It's great. Hmm. And so he's he's sitting on the couch and he's kind of trying to think about everything. And Eve is trying to console him. She's, you know thinking about you know having the child and everything and surprisingly enough he doesn't mention the anissa stuff to eve which again makes me think love triangle but i don't again i i i would prefer not but either way they continue to kind of turn it back towards how obsessed mark is with finding levy because also kind of weird even though they had gone through the whole like redemption thing he's like oh he could strike at any moment um which feels weird i don't know it, it felt kind of disconnected from that well she brings it up she's yeah. just like he he may not even want you dead anymore and he's like you bought that like he thought it was like a whole like act or whatever yeah. and i think yeah yeah so, and fair so it's like yeah and so th- meanwhile back with uh magma queen and her husband embro um they're down underneath the ground and they've found some like cthulhu looking beasties that they're gonna use for a second assault these things are gross yeah 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 these are real gross yeah giant buggos yeah Mm, no Mm -mm. not a big fan so this is some mole man shit you know yeah Mm -hmm. real severe mole man shit so mark is not able to sleep again he's just you know sleepless while Eva's sleeping next to him and he gets a call not in his earpiece but on his phone and we see that it's robot and he says you know i didn't want to distract you during the battle earlier today but it's done he says you know i've tracked the signature i can find angstrom levy which brings us to the final chapter of this volume uh, also, chapter uh, 108 Mark's phone has robot's face on it and i think yeah. it's really cute <laughs> It's a robot-branded phone. It's really cute. (laughs) Do we call it an android? (laughs) Oh, no! That's... Okay. Boo. All right, I'll give you the one. That's Eric! I'll give you the one. Da-da-da-da-da-da! Me! (laughs) Ding! (laughs) You know what? That... You just you just redeem yourself for that for that ten minute Fast and Furious monologue. That <laughs> Did you just I? Went okay. Good. Yeah, you just redeemed yourself right then and there. Congratulations. It was all. Worth I did it. not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like it, Sam. I am. <laughs> <sighs> 
Which brings us to Yay. chapter 108, the final chapter of this volume, and the one where... This whole where... episode's been awkward as fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> this whole episode has just been uh, really great transitionings, guys. I have to say, we've been doing this for how many weeks now? And we've been... 20! Yeah, we've been transitioning. This is episode like, 20! Like rough terrain, man. <laughs> it's because of this last issue. Really this last <laughs> issue has caused a lot of upset. <laughs> And so we all have really weird vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're recording on a Thursday and uh, I think this is Thursday energy. Thursday energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. We're recording this a little in advance because I have a function that I will be attending this weekend. So we uh, we got together to make sure that we give you some sweet, sweet content on time when you need it. Mm, It tastes so good. Oh, it came early. Ooh. I'm still You're dropping right. this on Friday, just so you know. No, I exactly. yeah. can't wait for Friday. <laughs> Daddy yeah. made you some content, so <laughs> Lord. so um, Invincible and Eve show up to the moon base. Um, robots, not the, basically, not the moon base, or the the, uh, the satellite Eve base. Sorry, yeah. yeah, the the Justice League Watchtower. Watch yeah, yeah, the yeah. Watchtower. <laughs> so um, Rex is just kind of getting things together, doing some last minute checks, and uh, Eve once again tries to plead with Mark, like Mark, this isn't necessary. And in hindsight, she's absolutely right. It is absolutely one hundred percent right. right. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, you know, what can I say to talk you out of this? And he's like, I can't. Like, there's no talking me out of this. This is done. And, you know, uh, Eve brings up a very valid fear when she's like, Rex and Amanda went into the Flaxen dimension. They didn't come back for months and they aged 27 or they aged seven years while they were there. And Mark's like, that, that's that different. It's different things, different people. Like, that's not going to happen. Different dimension. Seriously. And so that's they not- are. She's like, I'm, I'm scared to death that I'm going to lose you. I'm pregnant. We're starting a family. Or have you forgotten? And this, this fight gets not great. It's very uncomfortable. But very I understand uncomfortable. both sides. Agreed. Which I think is a really good strength of writing. Yes. Because Eve is absolutely correct. that This is not necessary. But I totally get that Mark doesn't know that for a fact. And he has seen this person hurt him and his family so much that he has to make sure that it is done. That it is over, that he leaves no threats. If there's even a 1% chance that he's a threat, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. certainty. Yeah, I think that was exactly. what I... Exactly. And I get it. Like, <laughs> Angstrom Levy has legitimately, like, messed up Mark's life. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I kind of get it. I get where he's coming from. But at the same time, again, like, Eve is 100% correct that he doesn't need to do this. And so... And Mark- too far and is like you're being irrational because you're a woman <laughs> because you're you're pregnant and your homo- hormones are all crazy and it's like and rightfully on. she slaps the shit out of him yeah exactly yeah. in a great panel where his face like barely moves doesn't even move yeah from the yeah. slap but it is you get the full effect of that slap like her hand looks so tiny compared to his face too that is a yeah. brilliantly drawn panel super yeah. good ryan otley once again at the height of his powers ryan otley so whack he comes out or uh robot comes out all decked out in his uh not iron man armor and he's basically like i'm gonna be going with you we're gonna go settle this and so they 
fire up the uh the little transporter and they the rick and morty out. portal yeah the uh, rick and morty little dimension <laughs> gun, gun thing and they yeah have, it's actually very similar in design now that That's i'm looking I mean, at it man. and rick and morty came well after this in yeah. that funny interesting in that, yeah very interesting sucks so that <laughs> <laughs> welcome to malcolm's hot takes corner <laughs> welcome back for episode 475 where malcolm gets into just why rick and morty fucking sucks take it away i i don't have enough time <laughs> I don't. I don't have enough time. We've, we've gone on to to put this all in perspective, listener. We've gone on several tangents in this episode, <laughs> and yet Malcolm does not have time to talk about why he hates Rick and Morty. Just just oh, let, that, let, let that let that marinate a little bit. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Invincible and Robot head back out, head into this new dimension, and find Viltrumite ships. Not just one. We find eight of them just stationed around the earth. And so they head down and they see that uh, everything looks fine, more or less, but Viltrumites are here. And then we get the moment where, dear listener, I tossed my tablet because I'm I'm reading this on Comixology, which, again, Comixology doesn't sponsor this podcast, but they could totally sponsor this podcast. And... This page turn, again, just the strength of page turn reveals in Invincible continues to just inspire. They turn the page. Invincible says, you know, I'll go. I have to see this through. You just keep that device safe. Let's find a place for you to hide and I'll, and we get Malcolm. Face me. They turn around and they find. Accompany me back to the Citadel. Or I will kill you both. Please resist. Because he's what? He, I am conquest. And I'm almost there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <Yes>. Almost there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, this fucked me up. I'm like, I'm not ready for this again. I can't do this again. I what am is more great from the top? so good but i am like i'm emotionally exhausted i'm like i can't deal with this i'm not ready for this especially the the genius a really subtle thing about this is that they make us conquest from the positioning for that like yes turn because yeah. the last panel is behind rex and mark mm-hmm. yeah and the voice bubble is coming from behind so it makes it feel like we're conquest which yeah. is really we're conquest we're, we're conquest. all almost there oh, oh. so they... well my nipples are hard wow. <laughs> so they head down and i love the caption box here because we get that recurring pentagon uh setup shot but mm-hmm. this time it oh, says yeah. high above the Pentagon, the headquarters of the Viltrumites, led by Mark Grayson. So Mark <laughs> Grayson is running t- Viltrum. And you see how tall the the, the Pentagon is. Yeah. yeah. Like, like all that Viltrumite a swag. Thing now. Yeah. It's really interesting. And so they uh they hop down, they head into the Pentagon, and they pass Craig, who I can only assume is still Craig. I this, assume that this one is still Craig. Yeah. yeah, he's not Craig the Redeemer. No. So, you know, they head in and they see uh, 
they see conquests as uh, we detected these two enter in Earth's orbit. It would appear the Thrag's rebels have sent a negotiator, which is very interesting. Very telling, isn't it? <laughs> Thrag, mm. Thrag's rebels. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what's just baffling to me is the next page. Yes, where we see um, Skinvincible and his harem of Adam Eves. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> Genuinely, they're probably not Adam Eve at all, but they are all done up to look like her, except with the trademark uh, mohawk that Skinvincible is uh, rocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just living a life. He's just living living his life. Best life, I, apparently. I really appreciate the well-placed foot in front of his crotch yes. so you can't see his erection yes, yes. exactly i really appreciate that. i really that appreciate that too good art <laughs> and i also love the following panels where mark is genuinely creeped out by this and skinvincible goes i lost something close to us i'm sure you know who to fill the void. <laughs> yes. and i'm like you're All gross skinning and grinning the whole time it's like you're gross you're so this gross. Guy is a monster. Like he's a but, psychopath. Yeah, but he's like, hey, you know, I'm still grateful to you. Like we're all good. And like Mark's a- just like, yeah. hey, I, I need to know what you've done with Levy. And Robot is strangely quiet during this whole thing. During this whole exchange, they come down into this like laboratory torture chamber, and they see Angstrom Levy's had a tough time in the time that he's been there and so um he says uh there he is i told you i knew how to deal with this kind here he promised me assistance in expanding my empire to other dimensions i tried torturing him for cooperation but that didn't pan out some nonsense about newfound responsibility so now my scientists here are going to cut it out of him somehow i'm only keeping him alive until they succeed and it is gruesome this is so gross. What they've done to him is just uh, sci-fi body horror at its best and worst at the same uh-huh. time. Um, uh-huh. Just it's like ugh. it's it's like one of those people still. It's like when Neo first pops out of that like uh, yeah. That yeah. tube. Like, Topical yes. reference. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah, but the thing is, it's all connected throughout his entire body. It's it's not yeah. just his brain. It's it's his back and all over all over it's just so gross and then skinvincible gives the monologue that i think is the the uh lights the fire for what comes at the end of this chapter when he says uh you know we talked a lot the other versions of us when we were stranded in that dimension alone before we started eating each other we talked a lot about what turned us a few of us our fathers always raised us to take over the rest There was something else that turned us, opened our eyes to who we really were. I'm guessing that hasn't happened to you yet. You haven't yet realized how different you are from the people of this planet, how stupid it is for you to waste any time protecting them, fighting for them without getting anything in return, when they could be worshipping you. What was it Angstrom said? That he was surprised how few of us were good? And just a telling look from Robot. That immediately feeds into the next page turn reveal, which is Robot saying, I'm really sorry, but I see now that I have to do this. And he uses the equilibrium thing 
essentially that uh that cecil had used on way back in issue 50 baby way way back and so robot blast blows away the scientists shoots like a little ball into uh skinvincible's mouth and it it burrows into his esophagus and he says you know my hope is that your insides are somewhat more vulnerable than your outsides and then he just fucking explodes like (laughs) Uh, 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 full Cronenberg, full like yeah, you mm-hmm. know Cronenberg kind of style. You know, it's just like blows you know? him out robot, from the inside. As robots, just like oh, good, it worked. Yeah, just plain and simple, just emotionless. He's gone full on robots. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, you know, in a second, first Angstrom, and he chops off Angstrom's head. He's like, okay, there, that's done. And then he explains. He says, he says, you know, uh, what you're experiencing is a sonic pause or uh, actually Jacob since huh? robots, your favorite character. Oh yeah. Yeah. You want to give us this, uh, give us this read here. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is after he cuts off the uh, Ang- angstrom love his head. Okay. Yeah. What you are experience. Action. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. And action. What you're experiencing is a sonic pulse, very low level, inaudible, probably even to you, but it hurts like hell. It's an enhanced version of the device Cecil had in your earpiece all that time ago. Fultimite equilibrium is so advanced to aid in flight that your kind is extremely susceptible to anything that disrupts inner ear function. But you didn't ask what. You asked why, didn't you? Sorry, I... Figured that was obvious. It threw me off. Just turn it off. We can talk. You really think I'm that stupid? You've known me too long to think that. We have a long history together. I know this is probably really confusing to you right now. Let's just leave it at that. I learned a lot about life in the Flaxen dimension and about myself. Monster Girl and I were there a lot longer than we let on. I was concerned people might grow suspicious if, the tr- if they knew the truth. Simply put, I have big plans, and you simply don't fit into them. I was worried I'd have a- I had to kill you, but I don't want to have to do that. Leaving you here seems like such a better option, because you'll never allow me to do what I have to do. It's funny, though. As against what you were doing with Dinosaurus, I was... It was mostly because it conflicted with my plans. It really was the most forward-thinking you've ever been. It impressed me, made me think you might even be a good ally. But seeing your potential here, no, only one of us can rule. When this portal closes, the signal will cease and you'll be fine. It was very low range, so the events that transpired in this room are unknown to those outside. You should have plenty of time to figure something out. But I'd hurry. And then he steps through the portal. He's gone. And this final page is my reaction to the whole volume. Because it pans out. Everyone's dead. Blood everywhere. And Mark just goes, holy fuck. And that's where it ends. That's yep. where this volume ends. Our first uh, F-bomb, too. I don't know. If, is it his first one? 
Yeah, it's it's the first. I think it, I think it's Mark's not, first, right? It's Mark's Maybe. first. Maybe. Well, it, well, it's technically the first one that's not been like censored. You know what I mean? Oh, that's well, that's true because yeah. they normally censor yeah. a lot of that stuff. Because they censored it at this point, the book has become a mature uh, uh, reader's volume, and so I, and they, I think they, that this so moment they, like, warrants yeah. it for yeah, yeah. sure. So they took advantage of the the like the PG thirteen one fuck only. <laughs> That you're supposed to buy, that you're supposed to drop in the movie. They used it right here. That's yeah, I I sent this. I sent part of this panel to Malcolm and Jacob after I finished reading this, and Jacob just sent me this gif of laughing at me, and I was heartbroken. <laughs> I had trusted them. I had trusted this book, and they betrayed me. Ugh. So. As we leave Mark Stranded in this dimension, um, that does it for volume 19 of Invincible. Gentlemen, final thoughts on this volume and what was your favorite part? Jacob, we'll start with you. Oh, man, this is, this is, a, this is a lot. Uh, I, I really, it, it's a toss-up between two of the best things in this. It's mainly angstrom levy's um magnum opus for the fact that he he comes full circle and he finally learns his lesson or so we think and uh or so we thought and um honestly i loved that moment we did talk about that he's very doc doc but i also like think he's a combination of doc ock and the green goblin in the sense of just For the sure. way his his arch villainess is is very much reminiscent of, of of Green Goblin, but his origin is very and his humanity is still Doc Ock, and and he that's what was finally appealed when he finally turns to be like a good person. It's between that as my favorite person, just all of Angstrom Levy, Levy finally realizing where he is, and uh, the 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 uh, arm fight between uh, uh mark and nolan it's just a it's just an out of nowhere the, the the cover was just such an out of nowhere moment in this where i was just like oh we finally get something kind of lighthearted and even then it still throws more questions and still like no idea this is a lot of setup for things for coming that are coming that are coming pretty much um this is the first step in pretty much the end of mark grayson's like whole whole series whole story here and it's just going to get worse and, and more badass at this point um yeah i that's all i can say i feel for this volume there you go <laughs> uh i am in the same boat uh same favorite two moments honestly this is truly the beginning of a status quo shift um yeah this is there's no going back after this mm -hmm. yeah there's no going back or is there <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean why do you uh, say stuff that i'm not going to be able to anyway so i agree with both you guys um <laughs> this was this was just a very overwhelming book. Like it started off overwhelming. We had a little bit where it was like, okay, we're figuring out a new status quo. And then it went right back to knocking me on my ass. Um, 
Yeah, I think favorite moment or favorite issue, I guess, would be 106, the dinner, the arm wrestling, Battle Beast, and Space Racer being back. Um, just very good stuff. Very good stuff all throughout. Um, good soup. Good soup. So, good soup. <laughs> so it's, it's just... Um, this is where, like you said, the turn is for the book. This is where... Um, this and as someone who like I don't know what's going to happen next like I can feel that shift like Jacob said with you know dropping the first uncensored f-bomb with all of the blood and gore which we gotten certainly in previous um in previous volumes but this is the first time that yeah this is the first time he gets to like the boys level of violence and gore yeah or alternatively invincible season one Mm-hmm. on amazon um now it makes more sense to me why amazon would pick this up because they're just gonna play the long game to get to these moments um yeah i am not sure what the future holds for mark grayson and co um there's a lot of stuff that there is to look forward to um i think the battle beast and thrag stuff is going to be incredible i'm really interested yeah. to see how nolan does corralling all of the other viltramites uh, we have Amanda and her son, and then what the hell is going on with Anissa? We're not sure exactly what's going to be going on, but I know that it's going to be painful for, for I'm sure, a lot of people. So um, that is going to do it for this week in this week's Geek Explained Book Club. Tune in next Friday for volume 20. We are hitting 20 volumes. We are in the end game here. And next volume is going to be, um, uh, it's called Friends. It's just Friends, which I am already like, all right, this is going to be my favorite volume because it has the name of one of my favorite sitcoms. I am in on this. I'm down. Um, but it is going to be issues uh, 109 through 114, and the synopsis goes like this. A new beginning for Invincible as things take a turn down a dark path. Everything changes as Invincible is betrayed by one of his own. So we've kind of already gotten that, so I'm very interested to see what the volume actually has in store for us. So, um, Have you noticed that the volume descriptions are not very descriptive for what the volumes are? I think it's great as someone who yeah. I feel like There's things are reasons. spoiled too yeah. often in books and trailers and stuff. I am totally okay with being surprised. Sometimes it's like shit like this where I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ. But sometimes they're good surprises. Who knows? Next volume might have a good surprise. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, so but um, yeah, so that There's is going to do it next week. Volume 20, issues 109 through 114. Be there or be square. But for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, for Olivier and the Rathtars, for Brit and the Guardians of the Globe, for Best Tiger, Kaboomerang, and their inevitable spinoff against Space Racer and Battle Beast, I'm Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. I was almost there.
This shit is gonna bake your noodle, like for real. It's it's gonna fuck you up. This like, is this is this is gonna hurt. Yeah, you're. I oh, you need to take a day off and just <laughs> yeah. plan a like at least a two drink minimum. This was two this. drink minimum. It's that two bad. Drink. Yes, you yes, are about is. to understand why I said weeks ago that we should take our break after this. Yeah, you're about to understand. Yeah. Okay. I, really <laughs> I tried to save you. I thought it was way later. No. Okay. No, we are here. Oh are here. no, I don't want there this. Is, there is a lot of shit that goes on in the I'm next volume. The next volume this. is going to feel like two volumes. I'm not because there is a lot of shit going on. Yeah. A lot. Oh, God.